Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Mint Mobile has reimagined the wireless shopping experience and made it way easier. There's no stores, no salespeople, no nonsense. Just a huge savings on the nation's largest, most reliable 5G network. With plans as low as $15 a month, you have unlimited talk, unlimited text, and you can find the perfect data plan that suits you. You can even bring your old phone if you're still used to it. Or if you want to get rid of your old phone and upgrade, Mint Mobile has a large selection of phones for you to choose from. Just follow the link for Mint Mobile in the description of this podcast. Check out the plans and the opportunities for you to save some money with your new wireless service. Go to mintmobile.com today. Now, Laura Hope and the Arctones, would you please help me get this started? Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast, the podcast that has a different smell every time you listen to it. I am your host for this evening. I am your bartender. You can call me Anthony or you can call me Dude. I'm completely cool with either one of those. How is everybody doing this fine week? We are in the middle of November as of right now. Uh, episode, what, what episode are we at? Like 215 or something like that? We're just trucking along this year. Uh, I just, you know, first thing I got to get out of the way is I set a goal for myself this year of uh, to uh, last year. I, my goal was 10,000 listeners uh, or 10,000 downloads. And this year I decided not to, you know, hedge my bet a little bit too high. I said, I want 12,000. And you know what? I reached that at the end of October. So everybody who listens to Hey Bartender podcast told their friends about Hey Bartender podcast are listening right now to Hey Bartender Podcast. I totally appreciate and thank every single one of you for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Help me keep reaching my goals. But, uh, you know, now that I got all that appreciation out of the way, we got to start this uh, bar shift off with the drink special. You know, finding drink specials is uh, sometimes hard for me because I'm thinking too hard about what is available in an average bar. Because there's a lot of stuff that some bars might have, some bars might not. But this one caught my eye just because of the name of it. And all the stuff in it is uh, pretty available. Check this out. It's called the French Fry Cocktail. I got this off CocktailBuilder.com. The ingredients you're going to need is one ounce of Frangelico, a half ounce of triple sec, two ounces of lime juice, and a dash of pineapple juice. Now, how you make this? Uh, you pour the Frangelico, uh, triple sec, lime juice, and pineapple juice into your shaker, half filled with ice cubes. Shake the shit out of it and strain into a highball class, glass and serve. And that's how you make a French fry cocktail. I don't think it sounds like it uh, uh, tastes like a French fry. It probably uh, tastes pretty tropical 
uh, you know, well, you got the Frangelico with the hazelnut flavor, but you also have the citrus from the uh, the pineapple, the lime juice, and the triple sec. I don't know. You people try uh, go out there, try it on your bar customers. Tell me what they think of it, uh, or try it on yourselves and tell me what you think of it, because uh, it's a lot of money for me to go out and actually make these drinks and give you an honest taste test, especially since I don't drink. Uh, it's not because I think drinking's bad for you or anything like that. It's just I'm bad at it. I mean, you know, just imagine all the people, uh, all the stupid things I would say during this podcast. Is I've I've never I've only received one or two emails in the three years I've been doing this podcast where I've offended somebody, but everybody else uh, just seems to be okay with me. And uh, you know what? I'm happy for all those people that are okay with me. Um, uh, people that hate this podcast, I don't know why you're listening to it in, uh, to begin with. You probably never even worked in the restaurant industry if you hate me. Ah, oh, that's right, people. It seems like I'm in a little bit of a mood today. There's no, really no reason for it, and I'm not going to try to explain myself. But tonight's subject I'm going to talk about, Let's. Uh, I wanted to go back a little bit farther in my life. A few lifetimes ago for me, let's say, I was talking with some of my uh, coworkers today, and we went all the way back in some of our stories. Uh, and all of a sudden, I started uh, checking out of the conversation and started remembering uh, that one time I worked fast food and, you know, I worked for, uh, a fast food restaurant that is pretty popular. Um, I'm not sure if I should say the name of it, but let me tell you, it, rem- uh, it rhymes with, with McDonald's. That wasn't my first job ever. It, uh, my first job ever where I had to fill out a W, uh, W2 and all that stuff, uh, was actually working, uh, cleaning floors in a convent. But my uh, second official uh, corporate job, oh, well, my first official corporate job, my second job that I ever had was working for fast food restaurants. Now, uh, everybody that probably just heard me say I worked uh, for a fast food restaurant probably pictured me behind the grill or saying, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Unfortunately, no, I never did that. I never had to do that. I never volunteered to do it. I never had, uh, I never did any of that. I was the maintenance guy. And the reason why I got the maintenance job is because, uh, I, when I filled out my application for the job, they saw that I, uh, cleaned and polished floors at a convent and they thought this guy would make a great maintenance guy. Now, let me break down the maintenance job for you. Maintenance at a fast food restaurant is a glorified word for janitor. And, but you have all other duties also. I'll take you through my typical day. Now, I got this job uh, after my junior year in high school. I just had a really bad year. Uh, the school had asked me to leave because I wasn't meet, uh, meeting their academic standards. And so I was going to community college to get my high school diploma. And But during the summertime, I decided I needed a job. Now, the job uh, cleaning floors at the convent was uh, one day a week, and it, uh, it started out as an all-day job, eight hours, but I got so proficient at it, I could almost finish it in five. And so they were looking for other things for me to do. And uh, being Catholic, I feel guilty about everything. And so on a Saturday, uh, Saturday morning at a, uh, at a convent, it's uh, quiet, it's... Uh, there's hardly anybody around 
and you're wandering up and down these cold halls, clean very long hallways, and you're cleaning the floors. And I thought, you know, this job would be so much better if I could just listen to my Walkman, but that would be inappropriate. And, you know, uh, listening to whatever music I was into at that time, it was probably, you know, probably Metallica and Nirvana and, uh, all that stuff back in 1994. And, uh, uh, they, they'd probably get mad at me for listening to a Walkman. So, okay. So just keep, uh, just keep going. Listen, listen to the hum of the waxer, push the broom, uh, back and forth. And, you know, it was, it, it was really a boring job, but it was, uh, some spending money I could put in my pocket during that summer. But, uh, about midsummer, I decided I need something to do the rest of the week uh, because eight hours, one day a week for uh, minimum wage, minimum wage back then was four seventy five. Uh, I guess I was living with my parents. I was 17 years old. And, uh, so I didn't really need money, but I had the time to kill. What else are you going to do? And so I decided to go out and looking for another job to go along with that one day a week at the convent, because once again, guilt sent in, uh, set in, I felt guilty if I were to quit. So I went to a local McDonald's that was nearby my house and I filled out an application. The manager saw that I had experience cleaning floors and uh, doing janitorials type of work. And she was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I, that you're just what I'm looking for. We need a new maintenance guy here. I'm excited, and I'm like, well, cool. Uh, so I became the maintenance guy uh, for that particular uh, McDonald's. Okay, I'll st- stop saying McDonald's just because I've already said McDonald's, and I don't want to go back and edit it. If the McDonald's uh, Corporation hears this podcast, and if I say anything weird, yeah, they'll probably come after me. But uh, you know, there's. I think that would actually freak me out to be uh, sued by a clown. Anyway, but uh, so. I started working for McDonald's and uh, I was the maintenance guy there. Now let me break down what a typical day as a maintenance guy at a McDonald's is. I had to wake up at four 30 in the morning, get my uniform on and ride my bike uh, to work. Didn't mind riding the bike. It was only about uh, maybe two miles away from the house. Didn't take me long to ride there. And as soon as I got there, waited for the manager to show up. Cause usually I'd show up just a couple minutes earlier than she did. And then She'd let me in, and boom, as soon as I clocked in, I went straight to work. First things first, clean the bathrooms, make sure everything's picked up, change the garbage, and refill the toilet paper, refill the hand towels, and start sweeping and mopping from the bath bathroom all the way up to the front of the restaurant. And just sweeping and mopping, get all the french fries that some schmuck kid uh, dumped underneath uh, one of the booths, or sweep up a chicken nugget that was left by a kid and now has a very long trail of ants going to it. And just get the floor clean because the front of the restaurant is the most important because that has to be done by 6 o'clock because when the customers come in at 6 o'clock, that's the first thing they see. Get it done. That's basically all it is. Now, at the same time, the cook, the uh, the morning morning shift cook comes in and the morning shift I'm going to call them hostess uh because the ones that run the registers and take your orders 
uh, they would come in and start prepping everything, you know, put the grill together, uh, put some more, uh, put stock, the cups, uh, put the soda machine together. Uh, I don't, uh, I still don't understand what, uh, what the hell was wrong with the milkshake machine. Ours worked majority of the time, but I don't know who put it together or took it apart at the end of the night. That, uh, that was always a mystery to me, but usually by six o'clock, that's when the customers first start coming in. And that was, uh, no, I was, I wasn't, uh, the customers didn't start coming in yet. I think I actually, before the customers started coming in, I was already out in the parking lot sweeping up all the garbage and changing out all the garbage cans out there. But I would do that all before, say, 6.30. And then immediately I would get started working on the oil vats. Now, uh, a lot of you people uh, sit back and say that they use, uh, uh, back in 94, they were using... Uh, uh, bad oil. It was all vegetable oil. And, uh, that, that's how they made their French fries, their hash browns, filet of fish, uh, the chicken nuggets, all that stuff. And, uh, that was, uh, not the greatest job because, uh, I had to, they already turned on the deep fryers, uh, when the manager first got there and it was easier for me to clean them when the fryers were hot. So, uh, usually by the time I got to work on them, the deep fryers were already uh, ready to burn your skin off if you weren't careful. But the job was to empty out all the oil and run them through a filter for a few minutes while you clean up all the crud and get all the uh, in like mutilated French fries at the very bottom of the uh, deep fryer. Clean all that out. And then refill it with the oil that's already been ran through the filter for a while. A while. I had to do that six times because they had six deep fryers. And usually about once, maybe twice a week, I would have to change out the oil uh, for new oil. And that would make the job a, you know, usually a little bit longer. And I'd be, um, and it would, I don't, actually, I don't remember having too much trouble with the breakfast crew when they were making food, they were used to me being around and used to dodging me. So nobody ever uh, got mad at me for being in the way. But that was the main part. I mean, uh, cleaning the grills and all that stuff, uh, that was left to the, the grill workers. Doing the setup, the breakdown every night, that was all left to them unless I had to go in late at night and really do a deep cleaning. I didn't really have to mess with anything but with the grills. But after messing with the deep fryers and all that stuff, uh, I had scars, I had cuts all over my hands uh, just because uh, I didn't always wear the proper PPE, even though it was offered to me. That was my own my, my own mistake. And, uh, it, you know, uh, and you come home smelling a high heaven like French fries, and that smell does not leave your body. I mean, I swear to God, you know, I go, I can go to the dojo and, uh, you know, just do a heavy, heavy workout and sweat my balls off. And if I sweat long enough, I can still smell the French fries oozing out of my body. And that, and I had that job like 20-something years ago. Holy crap, it's been that long. And the rest of my day, that was the most important stuff to get out of the way. But the rest of my day was pretty much just uh, clean and repair projects, stuff like that. And, you know, I did that for a year and a half. And... Uh, there's, there were a lot of things that happened that 
some were really cool, some not so cool. Uh, one of the really cool things was, though, is I was able to uh, develop decent relationships with my coworkers. Because at first, when I started working there, I just like every job I've ever had, I didn't say much. I was just there. I was the new guy. And, you know, after a little while, I start getting comfortable. I get a feel of how people are. I start making jokes. And that's uh, eventually how I end up standing out. And people like, well, the, well, Anthony said the funniest thing yesterday. And uh, it, my favorite joke ended up being uh, when the morning manager was counting tills out, you know, from the first shift. She's sitting there counting tills up, and then I'd walk up and, you know, either scream her name and scare her, make her lose count. I'm, the whole game was to make her lose count on whatever she was counting. Yell really loud. Uh, when she's going one, two, three, four, or five, I'd just stand next to her going seven, 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 seven. Make her lose count. She throws something at me. Or, you know, just basically whatever I could do just to annoy the piss out of her. It, it uh, it was all in fun. It was all understandable. Um, but the relationships that I uh, made with some of the people there, you know, it was the first time that I had a job uh, that where we would all uh, make arrangements to go hang out afterwards. We There was one time where a handful of us decided, let's all go to the beach. We all have the weekend off. Let's go do this. And that was actually a lot of fun. We It was basically camping slash going to the beach. And, you know, I really didn't know at that time that you could do things like that with coworkers. Done it with friends, but I'd never done it with coworkers. And, you know, we'd all joke around because of the extreme monotony of working the assembly line that is uh, working fast food. I only took a couple girls that, uh, that out on a date. There was one girl that I tried to take out on a date, and she, uh, she ditched me like twice, maybe three times. But the f- first time... You know, I was ready. Uh, I couldn't drive yet, but I was ready to go out. And she never called because she could drive. I couldn't. Second time, she uh, we talked at work, and she's like, "I'm so sorry uh, that I didn't call you or anything. Let's try again tonight." And I said, "Okay, yeah, sounds cool." Um, she goes, "I'll call you at seven. And this time, I didn't even change. I didn't get ready. I didn't do it. I even had dinner with my family at like six thirty because we talked about going to the local pizza place or something like that. And I didn't care. And, you know, seven o'clock came and went and I was just, and then all of a sudden my dad looked at me at seven forty-five, going, didn't you have a date tonight? And I said, uh, yeah, but I wasn't expecting to go. Uh, and she, uh, cause she ditched me before I knew she'd ditch me again. And she did, uh, ditch me three times, but the second two times I just agreed to it, left the door open for her. And I just, uh, but, uh, yeah, she never called, never, uh, apologized, nothing. It was just, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, forgot about you. Yeah, nice, huh? But there were a couple other girls that I uh, dated a, a couple times, and, and I made a complete ass of myself. Still regret some of uh, one of them to this day, but we're not here to talk about that. The monotony of working fast food, it really gets to you because, uh, you know, you do the same thing for uh, four to eight hours. You know, it all depended on what kind of shift you got that week. And my shift was set it, uh, every morning between 5 and 1 o'clock. That, that was it. And everybody else, they, their shift could start at uh, 5 a.m. It could start at 8 a.m. It could start at 4 p.m. And, you know, it's, it, 
uh, shifted all the time for them, but not for me because I was the maintenance guy because I was expected to be there at certain uh, at that time of day to open the restaurant and make it look nice. But like I said, the sheer monotony. I watched these cooks. Uh, they make it. They're sitting there making hamburgers twelve at a time uh, for eight hours straight. They're uh, throwing these hockey pucks onto the grill, closing uh, closing the top, doing uh, doing that for eight hours straight. And the uh, the hosts and hostesses that worked up front or in drive through, they you know say hi, welcome uh, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Same thing, and you start to feel like a robot after a while. I mean, that's at least that's the way it was described to me. But after a while, if you wanted to start cross training a little bit and uh, you know start seeing what it's like to work in the grill area or go from the grill area and see what it's like working up at the registers, uh, that was pretty much meant that you were on your way to try to learn how to be a manager, which I never got to that point. I did the whole McDonald's thing for a year and a half. Now. Uh, McDonald's always seems to, uh, at least at the McDonald's that I worked at, it seemed like the job for kids just out of high school or people nearing retirement. And, I mean, you were either very young or insanely old. Now, I'm not making fun of either age group. I'm not uh, saying anything about uh, nasty about anybody. So anybody who thinks I'm talking nasty about fast food workers, get off your high horse right now because I'm not. I was there. You don't know what it was like, man. But but when I think back on it a little bit, uh, working at a fast food restaurant was actually a good starting position. It actually felt like a good job to have to make money and start getting a look at the real world. Because you can, I don't care what anybody says in the school system. School is important, don't get me wrong. But every school that I have ever attended, uh, I've ever been thrown out of, I've ever, you know, heard read books about. They all sit back and say, especially my high school, they say, we're getting you ready for the real world. And even at 17, uh, working at a fast food restaurant, getting ready for the real world these high schools boast about, they don't know shit. They don't tell you shit. They, you know, just be a nice person and people will be nice to you. Now, some people come uh, come in in a bad mood and purposely go and or, uh, order a Big Mac just so they can be mad at you that they were getting fat. But I saw a lot of my fellow coworkers, uh, people working in fast food, the turnover is high. And uh, the fastest person that I ever saw uh, work at a fast food restaurant, they spent two hours working on the grill. The, they were ghosting somebody that was already working there. They were training them. Okay, this is how you put them down. This is uh, what you do. You press this timer, and then you transfer them over to this thing, and then you put it in here. And they lasted two hours doing that, went on a 15-minute break, and we never saw them again. It's like they disappeared. It was right into the ether. You know, the uniform was there on the table, but they were nowhere to be seen. But when the when you're an employee and you're you get a decent celebration – a uh, better celebration than any other job that I've ever had for working there for a year. And that's a pretty big feat. I mean, uh, working at fast food restaurant, like I said, you're basically a robot. You're working in an assembly line and you're doing that for more than, uh, you do that for more than a year. Yeah, you do deserve a medal because uh, 
you you're just you're a robot doing the same thing over and over again but you know what you've also uh figured out about yourself any employer who sees a person that worked for fast food for let's say six months or better they know how to follow instructions they know how to follow procedures they know quality uh in some cases and uh that should actually give you a few points when you go out farther into the job market like i said i don't know many people um i don't actually in my personal life i don't know people who have started working at for mcdonald's corporation and retired working for mcdonald's corporation i don't know if that's ever happened if anybody does know anybody that uh started working for a fast food restaurant and retired from a fast food restaurant i want you to go over and give them a big hug right now because they need it at least back in the 90s when I worked uh, in fast food, we all lived off minimum wage. And maybe you got a cost of living increase, but it was never much. And if they were able to uh, work that job, odd hours, not to mention uh, develop a relationship with somebody, raise some kids with somebody, buy a house, car, and the white picket fence dream, uh, you know what? You know they they deserve uh, they deserve their own establishment or something. You know, give give you know give them a big hug or something like that because they've been through some shit. Not to mention that um, uh, at least back in the nineties, you didn't get any medical benefits because you were fast food and making minimum wage. Uh, nowadays, I mean, I I laugh because I see like even near uh near where i live in texas i'm i see on these reader boards now hiring paying 18 dollars an hour i'm like my god i've you know that was unfathomable back when i worked at uh in fast food to make that much above minimum wage now uh, the minimum wage in texas uh as far as i know is seven dollars and 25 cents an hour and that would that should have been uh, where your starting wage was, but right now they're getting paid like eighteen dollars. One uh, picture that went across Instagram's showing paying twenty one dollars an hour. Holy crap! I mean, uh, you know, do they get medical benefits too? Because uh, you know these kids are making way more than I ever thought was possible when I was seventeen years old for a seventeen year old working fast food. Back uh, here in Texas, when I started seeing that the the uh, extreme wages going up at fast food restaurants, I figured it was because the oil fields uh, were hiring anybody and everybody and paying a incredible amounts of money for anybody and everybody to come work for them. And nobody wanted to work fast food anymore. And, uh, hell, we were even having trouble with the garbage trucks. Uh, garbage wasn't being picked up because they didn't have employees to go do it anymore. Everybody ran off to go work in the oil fields. But as a starter job for a kid, or maybe just somebody that wants to stay busy in their retirement years, that you know, they're, I've my my family's pretty uh, famous for that. My grandfather did it. My dad's doing it. Uh, just for well, they don't they didn't work in fast food, but they they have a menial job just to keep their minds busy, just so they feel active, so they don't feel like that they've just sat in front of the TV uh, wanting to watch a movie but falling asleep most of the day. Hey, bartender.
I want to take a second to talk about the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped.com. It contains the Lawnmower 4.0, an all-new skin-safe electric trimmer, the Weed Whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Reserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, Crop Reviver, ball spray toner, Magic Mats, disposable shaving mats. It also contains two free gifts, the Shed, which is a travel bag to keep everything in, and Manscaped Boxers, anti-chafing boxers. Go to manscaped.com right now and use promo code HEYBARTENDER at checkout and get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. You can't beat that. 20% off plus free shipping. It's coming up on Christmas time. It would be the perfect gift for that man in your life. Or if you just need it for yourself, just so you can feel a little bit better, a little bit more secure, go to manscaped.com and use promo code HEYBARTENDER to get 20% off plus free shipping. Go there today. Hey, bartender. But like every job in the service industry, working in fast food is generally looked down upon. And it's it was the threat that most of my teachers used when I was in high school, saying, if you don't learn algebra, you're going to be flipping burgers for the rest of your life. And, you know, uh, when I had... Uh, one friend in high school that was just, you know, every time he panicked that he did poorly on a test, and he's like, oh, I'm screwed. Uh, guess I better get ready. You want fries with that? And, you know, he would go into panic mode like that. I had a hard time deciding uh, whether he was having an anxiety attack or, or he was joking around because he was that good at, uh, you know, freaking out th- about a test that was coming up. But he, he, he was a good student. I don't understand why he was uh, like that. But when the school kicked me out for not meeting with their academic standards, I was failing, okay? But uh, they decided that they couldn't teach me because they figured I was unteachable. I had to do something. And so at that time, my uh, self-esteem hit a huge low. I was like, okay, uh, I no longer can see any of my friends, I no longer, uh, you know, they threw me out because I I felt stupid. And even though I went to uh, community college to try to get my high school diploma, ended up just getting frustrated and getting my GED instead. I was just like, screw this, I'm done. But um, uh, my self-esteem, my self-worth, everything was completely crushed by the high school I went to. And so, uh, you know, it, I knew I couldn't get, uh, I figured, actually, let me say that. I figured I couldn't get any kind of job that would actually interest me, so I figured a place to start is McDonald's. I can get some experience working there and you know learn a few things and then try to move on from there. At no point in time did I ever sit back and figure I would work there for very long. I ended up working there a year and a half. But during that year and a half, yeah, I was, tr- you know, basically hiding out. I wasn't talking to any of my uh, high school friends because they were, you know, they were still there. And I thought, you know, I was a little bit ashamed that I was kicked out of school. Not that I was working, but they, uh, the school asked me to leave. And I was ashamed of that. I wasn't playing music anymore because I wasn't with my band anymore. And... Uh, nobody was really making any real attempts to stay in touch with me. So yeah, my self-esteem was shot at that time and it didn't help 
that the McDonald's that I worked at was nearby the school, uh, or at least the closest McDonald's to the school that, uh, you know, like when, uh, the kids are doing, uh, summer, uh, summer starts with sports, uh, they'd go come over to my McDonald's and have lunch there uh, when they were on break or when the senior class, which I was supposed to be part of, uh, got to go off campus for lunch, they would go to the McDonald's that I work at. And there were a couple times where I was just like, oh, hell, they're here. Uh, I got to hide. And or they'd sneak up on me and I, you know, standing outside, hosing down the um, the sidewalks or something like that. And they go, hey, Anthony. And I'm, oh, hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm working here, but I'm also going to school at community college. But you know what I realized about myself after that? You know, there are some people in this world that would have been, oh, my God, I can't uh, I can't believe they saw me. Uh, now they're going to go back to the school, tell them I, my life went to shit. Now I have to work at a McDonald's. You know what? I don't ever remember ever thinking that. I was pretty much detached from that whole group by that time when they saw me working there. And I where I just didn't care anymore. I, I think it got to the point where it's, uh, like I said, uh, nobody, I tried to stay in touch with some of my friends, but they really didn't make any, it didn't ever felt like they put any effort into staying t- in touch with me. At, at least I felt like I was, I was the one initiating the phone calls and, uh, saying, Hey, let's hang out all the time. I might be wrong. Hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but, uh, yeah, I just, all of a sudden, uh, uh, when I saw them come up, uh, come into the restaurant and I was like, at first a little embarrassed, but afterwards I was just like, okay, they're gone back to what life is now. I never, it never really occurred to me that, uh, you know, cause that they would sit there and talk shit about me. Uh, cause a uh, majority of the time since high school, I always thought that when I left high school, it was just, I was just another face, in the, face in the hallway that disappeared. And I pretty much sat back and convinced myself nobody noticed I was gone. But, uh, you know, some people noticed, uh, noticed, I guess, because, you know, somebody made some kind of reference to Star Trek. Then all of a sudden, hey, where the hell's Anthony? Because I love Star Trek and was never shy about saying I love Star Trek. Uh, That was just not my thing. I didn't care what people thought. I love Star Trek. I don't play sports. Yes, I'm a nerd. Nerd that watched Star Trek and played Metallica on the drums. Yeah, I was that kind of guy. Never knew where I was going to be next. But, you know, I came to the conclusion a long, uh, long time after that, even after they saw me working at McDonald's, I was pretty much a forgotten face. You know, the some of the people, if it wasn't for social media, uh, I wouldn't even be a thought in their head just because that was a lifetime ago now. You know, even uh, three months after junior year after I left, that was that was a lifetime ago in teenager standards, but never really did I ever beat myself up for working fast food. I mean, like I mean, we uh, I had been brainwashed all through high school, you know, saying that what are you going to do? You're going to work at fast food for the rest of your life. You're not going to become something. You know, it became a job. I needed a job at the time, and McDonald's was the ones that hired me. The that you know where I could. Uh, afford gas for uh, when I borrowed the car from my parents where I could uh, buy CDs as much as I uh, as much as probably more than I should have and 
uh, and you know, you know, you people remember CDs, right? It was before you could just pull the music out of the air. You actually had to go to a store and buy these rainbow colored discs. Yeah. And some of you probably remember when, uh, CDs were about, uh, 12 inches and, uh, black and didn't use lasers. It was all friction. Weird, huh? But never at any point in time. Sure. I was a little scared what the, uh, what the people uh, thought of me that I used to go to high school with when they saw me working at the McDonald's, I was a little scared, but I was never ashamed of it because it felt like that was the step that I needed to take in order to get past, uh, the depression and all that stuff from being, uh, pretty much thrown out of a school because they thought I was unteachable. But like I said, uh, while working at fast food restaurants, being a maintenance guy, I learned some technical stuff. Uh, I learned quality control, uh, sanitary stuff. Yeah, I I learned some pretty uh, valuable stuff that I still use to this day. And I don't uh, I don't work on deep fryers anymore. I mean, uh, it and it gave me a level of cleanliness that was able to serve me in future, whether it was per business or personal life. And you know, just keep stuff clean. Uh, and not be afraid to try to put my hands in there and fix it. But like all things, at one point, I'd been working there for a year and a half, and then all of a sudden, the voice in my head sat back. Uh, I sat back, and I uh, I heard that voice in my head going, what are you doing? You're, you, you're cleaning after other people. Uh, you're uh, cleaning up their mess. You're fixing stuff that other people destroyed on a daily basis. So do you really want to do this for the rest of your life? You've been doing good so far, but do you really want to do this? And it was, it wasn't my inner monologue or, you know, trying to put me down or anything like that, but it was more of a wake up call. And truthfully, after working at uh, fast food for a year and a half, I did feel like I was in a rut. Everything was the same every day. I go to school Monday through Friday, work, uh, work at the fast food, Saturday and Sunday, sometimes stop by during the week uh, when they needed a hand or something catastrophic happened. And, but you know, that was basically all I did. And I was just work school, work school. And I didn't really have any friends at the time. And I thought, okay, now is the time I got to make a change. And that's when I all of a sudden decided, uh, you know what? I'm going to go to learn audio production in Seattle. And, uh, cause you know, I thought, I thought recording, uh, and electrical engineering, that all that stuff kind of fascinated me a little bit. And so, uh, it wasn't really a, uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden the light came on. This is okay. Yes, this is what I'm going to do. It took a while for me to think about it. And at least I'm uh, proud of myself that I, when I left fast food, I did it in a responsible manner. I put in my two weeks notice and everybody was, uh, you know, you know, they said congratulations and, you know, they encouraged me to stop by every once in a while, even though I really never did because I moved to a different state. I mean, come on, but, um, you know, the, there were other people, like I said, there was a guy that, uh, left there after only two hours of working two hours and all these other people that had been working there for, two years or better that would threaten on a weekly basis is oh, I should just quit here and this place would go down the tubes. 
And there was one guy where I, I finally got tired of him saying it, uh, you know, cause he thought I was ready to walk out and there were other people that were going to come with me. And you know, this place would be nothing without me. And I stopped and I looked at him and I said, you know, the turnaround around here, you know, we get new employees once a month at the very least, you know, two, three times a month, we get a new employee. We have to get to know and people quit, um, constantly around here. Do you really think this corporation that's been around for a long time? I don't know when, uh, McDonald's opened, but it, that's been around a long time. All of a sudden you leave and this whole place would go to hell. You, and you're one wheel in the cog. You know, instead of thinking about what would happen to this business if you left, why don't you sit back and think about what's going to happen to you if you left right here, right now? And he said, well, I'll just get a job somewhere else. And I said, well, you know what? Go ahead and do that. I mean, you're obviously not happy here. Get, you know, go out, get yourself another job, and, you know, see if that brings you happiness. And um, he stuck around another six months, uh, you know, before... Uh, he found out that he got a girl pregnant and had to move to Michigan, but, uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, he did still threaten during those six months that he was just going to walk out. I'm just going to walk out. I'm never coming back, but he still, he still kept with it and showed up for his shifts on time for six months after I had that talk with him, but it's all about how it's, uh, what I'm getting at is how it's all treated. I mean, like I said, in high school, working fast food, according to the teachers that I uh, that I went to school and that were supposed to be teaching me, mentoring me, they treated working fast food like the bottom of the barrel. And we, we were almost trained to think of people who work fast food as people who gave up on their lives. You know, I'm never going to get anywhere. I'm not going to, you know, and that's not true. It. Uh, for a lot of people that I used to work with when I uh, worked there, it was a stepping stone to bigger and better things or just something to keep their mind busy so, uh, so they don't feel like they're just withering away in a lounge chair. I honestly don't know if any of my managers, uh, I well, the the head store manager of that particular, um, that particular store, she moved on and I think she became a assistant to a lawyer or secretary to a lawyer, assistant to the lawyer. Uh, I don't know, uh, but uh, she was working in a law office somewhere. And, you know, uh, a lot of the other people that I uh, knew back then, one guy, uh, well, two guys became cops. Uh, and and uh, some of the girls, uh, they went on to college and, or went on to uh, executive jobs other places you know, things to be really proud of, but you know, you, you set, you have to sit back and think, uh, those years or even months m- more along the lines of years that they spent working at, uh, in, in fast food, what else would have, they have done? You know, they're, they're not making money. Some people use, uh, you know, go to work at fast food to save money for college. And, you know, that's awesome if they're able to uh, save their money and not be stupid with their money like I was, you know, constantly spending money on CDs or going out with friends and stuff like that, um, they were able to go to college with some pocket change. You know, how they paid their tuition, that's, you know, that's between them and their family. 
but they were able to pay for their books. They were able to, uh, uh, you know, able to pay for food, most importantly. But, um, you know, after working at uh, McDonald's, I all of a sudden realized that no matter where I am, no matter what I do, uh, after I left to move to Seattle to go to uh, go to audio production school, if I absolutely needed a job, uh, I could go to any McDonald's anywhere in the United States, and they are everywhere, and get a job. All I have to do is just, yeah, I worked for McDonald's from this time to this time. Of course, it's been over 20 years now since I worked at McDonald's, and uh, that you know that's pretty deep on my resume right now. But uh, I realized that everywhere I go, every McDonald's is exactly the same, so I could just drop right back in and get back to work and start making money. And that was almost a comfort that I had that option. I never used the option. But because I really wanted to concentrate on uh, my studies and stuff like that. But it was a comfort that, okay, if I really get into some kind of financial trouble, there's McDonald's right down the street, and I can just start working right now. And uh, because it's the same everywhere. Uh, You know, even though uh, the McDonald's commercials say uh, that some, uh, you know, may be available in participating restaurants. A burger is a burger is a burger. You know, whether uh, you go to one McDonald's, the cheeseburger is still a cheeseburger. The Big Mac is still a Big Mac. French fries are still French fries. And they always, always, always need employees. And it's uh, it's a comforting feeling, almost, that uh, if you need money and you need a job, it's there. And uh, I don't know how many of you people out there actually agree with me on that sentiment, but uh, sentiment. Oh, but, uh, but you know, think about it. I mean, uh, if you've done time and fast food, you, you can find another restaurant exactly the same that, uh, just, you know, in the next town over or the next state over, uh, you know, cause everybody's everywhere. It's got a McDonald's everywhere. has got a Burger King. Everywhere's got a Dairy Queen. Everywhere's got a Taco Bell. Uh, Real quick thing though, but when I was looking up drink specials uh, for tonight, and remember I talked about the French fry, French fry earlier in the episode, um, I was trying to look up uh, just for fun uh, cocktail pairings with fast food, and mostly it was just wine and stuff like that. And I was, I was like, no, come on, somebody give me a cocktail that goes good with uh, chicken nuggets. And you know, I was they were talking about like Pinot Grigio goes with uh, French fries and stuff like that. I, I did run into one, one drink. That said, I don't. Uh, I don't want to look it up now, but uh, it said it was a bourbon drink that goes well with Taco Bell, and I thought, "Geez, bourbon and Taco Bell talk about fire in the hole." <sighs> but anyway, after a year and a half, I finally uh, found a direction in my life that I wanted to go because during that whole year and a half of working at McDonald's, I had zero direction. I I was depressed. I thought since I got uh, only a GED uh, or didn't graduate from high school properly, my life was over. I had nowhere to go. And, you know, because uh, everybody tells you the road to success is you got to get a good education. Okay, for some, yes. 
but there are other avenues you can take. And to, uh, while I was sitting there plotting out, what direction do I want to go? What do I want to do? Uh, because, you know, the I wasn't able to find a band that I liked playing with. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just like, okay, yeah, it, uh, you do realize, Mr. Guitar Player, that you are playing it Smells Like Teen Spirit, but backwards. That's all that is. And, uh, or, you know, you run into these guitar players and say, hey, let's jam. Well, I don't have anything ready yet. Uh, nothing I'm comfortable playing. Okay, you don't know how to play guitar, do you? And Community College had a lot of uh, musicians. Uh, I just couldn't find anybody that I could really gel with or that uh that i thought there would be a real uh creative tornado there and so it never happened and so i i lacked direction for over a year and a half and then all of a sudden i see something there's a light at the end of the tunnel because i was in a rut working uh at working for fast food and then all of a sudden the idea of working for audio production became like this, oh my God, I would love to do that. And instead, I, I like to think of it now, instead of sitting in a uh, in my parents' house uh, learning the new uh, learning the new track from Metallica or Alice in Chains, uh, playing playing the drums with dreams of you know, making it big sometime, you know, and having the hardest uh, and having the hardest time trying to find people to play with uh, and, and just, you know, in a dark corner of my parents' house, just in self-doubt, uh, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. I actually, all of a sudden, the idea of learning how to work in audio engineering became this, that's what I want to do. That's, that's the answer. And because I liked playing music and I played with tape recorders when I was a kid and, you know, did my own radio shows, uh, with friends every once in a while, probably how this podcast pretty much came about. And instead of just sitting in a dark corner of my house, I kept myself busy by getting a job. Now, I don't know if there were actual other jobs that were readily available. I, maybe I could have worked at the supermarket. Maybe I could have, uh, gotten another janitorial job somewhere else but mcdonald's actually kept my mind working and it gave me the money i needed and uh you know i can't really say it did a whole lot for my self-esteem because uh it but it kept me on a level i didn't go dark but i wasn't getting light and uh not to mention, uh, considering working at McDonald's for a year and a half, I couldn't touch French fries for a good five years ever. You know, I was just like, I couldn't stand the thought or smell of French fries for a really long time. The, the, and, but, you know, since then, I've, I've gone back to it every now and then. But, um, you know, uh, when you work at a fast food restaurant, you tend to eat the food that's at the restaurant. And you, when you eat the same fast food for a year and a half, yeah, you uh, start to notice changes in your behavior, changes in how active you are, and yeah, the that was uh, that was a kind of a wake up call for me because as soon as I started going to school in Seattle, I was walking 
from school sponsored housing to uh to school every day and i lost a ton of weight ton and uh, like 60 70 pounds and not that i was that heavy to begin with when i first moved to seattle but all of a sudden one uh one day i you know come home to visit my parents and i stand on the scale and went holy crap but um you know i was actually taking care of myself now and not to mention uh i was happy and in order to find that happiness, I've needed something to do. And McDonald's gave me something to do. I am not, to this day, ashamed for one second that I worked fast food. Not ashamed at all. Because it was a job when I needed it. And for somebody who uh, didn't graduate high school yet, uh, didn't really have any skills, particularly that any... Uh, you know, big corporations or, uh, would be interested in, it was a good starting point and, uh, to get into the corporate world. And like I said, I'm not ashamed of it at all. I was happy with the job there. Uh, uh, but I knew it, uh, I knew at one point it's time to move on. And it's important that you listen to that voice. When your voice says you need to move on, start looking around. Because every, everything is going by you as fast as it possibly can. And I, it didn't really occur to me, okay, sure, um, some of the kids that I used to, went to high, uh, used to go to high school with, some of them became doctors, some of them uh, became nurses, uh, one uh, joined the priesthood, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, hair, uh, hair designers, and, you know, became became successful in their own rights. Uh, well, what is success really? But they're, uh, they managed to build a career out of something. And uh, in my case, I, I sat back and uh, I, it never, I never compared myself to them. And it's just like, good, he, uh, he became a doctor, he became a neurosurgeon, good for them. And uh, because... You know, in, at an early age, I knew I was never going to be a doctor, and uh, or but at uh, you know when I was young, even in high school, I didn't know what I was going to be. I I thought it would be hella fun to be in the next big music thing, uh, you know, following the footsteps of my heroes, Billy Joel, The Who, The Beatles, Metallica, Alice in Chains. Uh, Nirvana, uh, later the Foo Fighters, um, you know, follow in their footsteps and play big arenas. That was a huge dream. But since I was a little bit too picky on who I jammed with, uh, well, not picky, because uh, you really need to find the right people when it comes to making music. Uh, I, that wasn't going to happen. But I was able to find a career that could steer me in that direction. I could work in music. I could work in voiceovers. I could uh, do all that stuff. Of course, after I uh, after I left the audio production school, I didn't really do anything in audio production. Actually, right after I left audio school is when I became a bartender. And but I was uh, able to uh, use that information in a lot of stuff in life. And uh, you know, doing audio production probably is what made me comfortable in doing a podcast you know, get, uh, get a microphone. I like, 
and uh, get the setup. I'll like be able to do things like this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's just, uh, you know, fun, but don't, you know, all you people, we get put down for working in the service industry constantly, but we can happily sit there and say, I've got a job. I'm making money. I'm not on unemployment. I'm not living in my parents' basement or attic. Some of us maybe, maybe are, but you know, let's, we can look past that. I, uh, I'm taking care of myself and, you know, I'm happy. You know, that, that's the key to everything is just being happy. I was happy uh, at the time working at McDonald's. I was really happy being a bartender. And, uh, but the important thing was just listen to myself and you should listen to yourself. When it's time to change, when it's time to move on, just do it. Don't be afraid of what's over the horizon uh, and just sit back and say, this is what I want to do. And if that voice says, you know what? I think you are really happy being a bartender or waiting tables or, you know, this life of uh, talking to people, meeting new people and giving them food. You know what? I kind of like this. If you're that uh, voice in your head can tell you that every day, by all means, do it. You know, and all the teachers and all the uh, people that were s- supposed to give you direction when you were young that, uh, you know, sat back and told you that uh, working the service industry is the bottom of the barrel or, uh, you know, what, do you, uh, what are you going to do with your life? I want you to sit back and think of every single one of those faces that told you that and say, fuck you. Bottom line, you know, I want you know, if you had a history teacher that um, that would uh, that told you that, you know, if you don't learn about uh, the Battle of 1812, you're going to be flipping burgers for the rest of your life. I want you to picture that face in your head right now and say, fuck you. If you uh, your math teacher said, if you don't learn calculus, uh, learn how to do calculus correctly, you're going to be flipping burgers for the rest of your life. Same thing. Fuck you. And it because you're it's your life you do what makes you happy and uh sometimes you got to use things as stepping stone in order to find that happiness but if you're happy good for you i i have nothing but admiration for you right now speaking of which this saturday uh, i'll be uploading a podcast where i interview joel lakovich who was a bartender for a very long time, but has moved up in his life and created his own rum. He is building his own rum company right now called Rock Sound Rum. We have a great conversation about how he uh, went to college, just found out that he just thoroughly enjoyed bartending, wanted to do it, and then all of a sudden woke up one morning and turned to his wife and said, you know what? I think I can make a better rum. And his wife, his kids, everybody went on full support and he is doing it right now. So make sure you check out the next podcast coming this Saturday and uh, my interview with Joel Lakovich and listen to his story. You are going to love it. He's just a really cool guy to talk. He was a really cool guy to talk to. And uh, you know, there was one of those guys that where all of a sudden he's decided there's a dream out there and I want it. And he just went ahead and did it. 
So make sure you tune into the next episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. So it is last call. Last call, everybody. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar or you're not getting shit. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, everybody that I used to work with back in the years in McDonald's. A year and a half at McDonald's. You guys uh, helped me keep sane. Uh, and I like to think that you guys, uh, I helped you guys keep sane from time to time. Uh, I'd like to thank Laura Hope and the Arctones as always for, uh, are the intro song to Hey Bartender podcast. I cannot picture a better song to use on my podcast. And remember to go check out their website, Laura Hope, Laura Hope and the arc-tones.com and pick up either an mp3 copy or the vinyl copy of their uh, of their albums you will love them their music is totally awesome I, I i'm just a sucker for rockabilly but until the next episode ladies and gentlemen as usual i just want to wish you all lots of love lots of sex lots of happiness and remember don't take any shit from anyone good night what do you mean it's let's go I just got here!